Welcome back to the Scarce Stuff Podcast. This is your host, Mike, and my co-host, Scott. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we didn't get hit by a storm, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, it. it I, I kept seeing memes where it says, uh, state so bad that the That's so fucking stupid. Are... That's so yeah. fucking dumb. Like, it's imagine, weather, bro. imagine being lucky enough to not have your town destroyed and you're like, oh, it's because it avoided us because we're so shitty. It's like, I wish you died in a fire. Like, yeah, it, yeah. This is so happens a lot. Ha- happens a lot, though. It seems like we always there's there's a decent chunk of storms that are are always going to hit us. It's and just then, the yeah, I know, but like it always they always say, oh, it's going to come straight through the state, and then as it gets closer and closer, it starts to just start veering off. It happens a lot for us. Well, that's that's because we're on the coast, though. Like hurricanes tend to follow more towards the ocean than they do like the area. Yeah, because as soon as they leave the ocean, down in like Rhode Island, like yeah, storm... as soon as it hits, Sorry. as soon as it hits land, it, it just it dissipates. That's yeah. The thing with also, it touched down the exact same area. The last storm touched down, I think, like seven years ago or something. Yeah, Sandy. Uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was Sandy, but there was another storm that was going around the coast too. It wasn't as big as this one was supposed to be, but it touched down oh, in the exact one. same place. Definitely wasn't Sandy then. Um, yeah, no, Sandy, you know, I, Sandy destroyed a bit of Connecticut. Yeah, it just, it just seems it's kind of funny because it, it always seems like we hype up these storms and then they always veer off. I think Not it's, always. It's, but... it's good though because like you'd rather yeah, be prepared than ill prepared. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I just think it's really funny. Yeah, because it, it seems to happen a lot where where we get if if we don't get concerned we get clobbered if we do get concerned it doesn't clobber us yeah so, i'd rather i'd rather it be prepared the and then not get clobbered because yeah like... did you lose power at all i lost power very briefly didn't lose shit did you guys i so, mean you probably have a backup generator in your area right not that i'm aware of hmm. i think it, i think it wound up being like a tree like kind of rested on a like a, limb, like a tree limb or something that was pulling on it yeah 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 we didn't if, if something actually came down we'd be done the <laughs> rain was heavy out. i mean later in the day i went to go grab some food and i went inside like a local area and just the floors were soaked like a carpet was full of water which means water was really getting in there they even said in like the connecticut area that the thing you have to watch out for most is flooding more so than yeah. like damage but yeah. oh, let me tell you a story I have. I went to a party Friday, and when I was leaving, I didn't leave till like two a.m. Yeah, there's a cop parked in the middle of the road, straight on. Okay, and it's because they're trying to get some trees away because they fell. I understand what he's doing. Oh, okay, but he's in the middle, and there's another cop parked on the right side and one on the left. Usually all police vehicles are parked on one side, so if you, if you have to go around, you know which area the cop's going to send you around, right? Yeah. It's common sense. So yep. there's three cop cars. They're all parked sporadically. I don't know which way I'm supposed to go now, so what do I do? Uh, the cop's there. There's another like big vehicle with floodlights, so you can't see anything. So I just see the cop with a stick, and he's going like this. And I'm thinking, he's saying, all right, he's waving me to the left side. I can't really tell because he's blinding. And I go around, and the cop just shuffles over and starts shaking his hands. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't go to the left side. I'll just stop, veer towards the right. 
the cop comes over. He's like, what do you think you're going to do? You're, you're going to run over these people? And I'm like, hey, officer, the floodlights are on and I can't see. And it looked like you're waving me to the left. And I stopped and I, I apologized, but there was no clear intention of what you're doing. He's like, I got sick and I'm trying to wave you. I'm like, trying to tell you to stop. I'm like, officer, you're not telling me to stop, though, because you're not giving a direct signal. I Again, I apologize if I'm misreading that but there's not much I can do. And like, I am always polite to the police. Always. Not gonna cause any problems, especially yeah. in summertime, because my skin tone gets way too dark. So I try to be as polite as can be. He's being a fucking douche. He's being a super asshole. I apologize yeah. like four times politely and very seriously. And he's like, like oh, you gotta get that in my mom. And like, at the end of it, I said, hey man, I apologize, and I didn't do anything wrong, so I don't know what your fucking problem is. So I just veered out, backed up, stopped there, and I waited for him to send me to go. Waited like 10 minutes for the debris to get out of the way, and I went through. And I'm like, fuck this guy. I was in such a bad mood. I'm like, it's 2 in the morning, dude, and you're shooting floodlights on, and you're going to give me shit, dude? Take the badge off, see what happens. (laughs) I was so fucking pissed. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's fucking ridiculous. You know, if, if you're putting you're putting losers. someone you're putting someone in a situation where they can't fucking see what's going on on the road, and yeah, you know, if like, you're waving if you're waving a stick, like yeah, this is stop. You have to this be direct about it. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like he's just waving it like that, and I'm like, hey man, those are not direct signals. You already no. are getting a hundred dollars an hour for being at this location for being a police officer. At least do your fucking job. Like yeah. I don't I don't just say like. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It was I so mean, annoying. 95% of the time that I've run into cops where they're directing traffic or, or, you know, whatever, something's going on on the street and they're blocking off. When they say stop, they're doing this. Yes. They're saying stop or stop. They're not waving. When you wave, it looks like you're saying go this way or That's go that way. That's my thing. And so. it's like, you don't even need the stick. Like, first of all, if you're going to be directing traffic, usually officers sometimes have a sign that says stop especially if it's dark out and you're shooting floodlights all i'm gonna see is a big fucking red hexagon and i'd be like oh i gotta stop he didn't have anything he just had the the stick and i'm like okay i can't tell what you're doing because you're not being precise about it so it's, it's not my fault you're the fucking idiot yeah and there's also really no reason for him to be that kind of aggressive about it you could just say hey man you know i I was trying to tell you to stop and that's the thing like i there was one time where uh you didn't work with me yet but i was working in simsbury and there was this big truck and everyone's driving around him so i get behind him i try to go around him ironically as i'm trying to get around him a police officer's trying to walk across i almost hit him and like i was like oh shit i almost fucking hit a cop and i pull over to the side he's like he's like what do you think you're doing like I'm sorry, officer. I just didn't see you because the truck and people were going around. I, it, it's my mistake. He goes, no, it's okay. I, I get it. It's and like that interaction is like, you know what? He gets it. He understands. I made my my point clear and concise. That guy, decent human being. This guy put me in a fucking boxing ring with him. I swear to God. Like, yeah, it was I, ridiculous. I, I know some some uh, cops that were like that where we lived. Uh, you know, back in the day. You know, we had one my dad used to refer to. He knew him, like, by face. He used to refer to him as Wyatt Earp because he was just... He just thought he was a fucking sheriff, man. He just thought he was, you know, the guy who ran the town. I think uh, the area I was in is not the town I live in, but 
next door, you know, like between me and our buddy Connor's house, that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just have nothing to fucking do. So apparently he's not really a town. His fucking bridges. Yeah. Like, thanks, loser. You've now wasted my time and made a complete jerk of yourself. Pretty sick. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. So didn't mean to go on that, that tangent. Huge deviation from what we're actually talking about today. Pretty but, interesting. You know, though. So whatever you know, fuck that guy. The film we're talking about is Puppet Master. <laughs> This is your. As you can tell from the little it. the little figure down your uh, I got the bottom of your camera. I got all. Oh of them. yeah. Yeah, because they, they come in like two packs, so you get blade and you get torch. He's from the second movie. You haven't seen him yet. Okay. And then you get pinhead and toddler. Oh, I'm okay. gonna... <coughs> I know it's gonna come. I'm gonna be a my sneezy. my favorite puppet is not the puppet I was expecting it to be. Yeah, I, I love the franchise right now. I made my way starting through it, and I watched the first one maybe a month ago. No spoiler, I, I didn't watch this as recently as you did because I've been watching all of them. I'm not going to go through and watch this film again. I, it's very fresh yeah. in my mind. But yeah. I've been watching through all of them. I'd say it's maybe been a month or so, and there's 12 or 13 films out now. Yeah. And I knew when I watched the first one, I'm like, okay, this is a start. Let's see where it goes from here. And other films are way better. Other films are way worse. It's the biggest deviation of quality as films go on. There's a pattern, I'll say that much. But the first film became a cult classic. It's a very, very low-budget direct-to-DVD movie. All of them direct-to-DVD. So you have to set your standards for what you're getting. You're not watching a fucking theatrical film done by a fucking up-and-coming director who's gonna make a name for himself. It's no yeah. Wes Craven, it's no John Carpenter. It's not even a fucking Sean Cunningham. So... Yeah. I have quite a bit of questions to ask, but first off, I want you to give the synopsis of the first film as you've just recently seen it. Fuck that. <laughs> Would you rather so, me do it? <laughs> yeah, because honestly, it's just like, this is... I, I could give a synopsis, but like this movie is kind of all over the place. So, so Puppet Master is about uh, a puppeteer who fled from Nazi Germany to the United States. And as he flees, the Nazis follow him and he dies. And they're after him because he has this secret formula that brings things to life. It reanimates them. And he uses it on his puppets. So he hides the formula and he hides the puppets. And you know, he kills himself before the Nazis find him so they can't get the formula. And then, it's in this hotel room. Somebody, somehow, finds the formula, gets the puppets, havoc ensues, and then there's people that are psychics that are there, and they're, they're caught in the midst of this big puppet royale. And that's how it goes. I don't want to go into too deep about it because we're going to talk about it as we progress through this the yeah. first film is you'd be surprised it's way more convoluted than the rest of the franchise yeah way more convoluted i i mean i i, I mean i i don't know for sure because i haven't seen the rest of them but this is definitely quite convoluted i'll, t- I'll say that much well it's funny because at the the, the later end of the films, they start bringing in like psychics and stuff like that, 
and it kind of makes sense, I guess, in a way. It's stupid, but it's you know it's stupid. But in this, yeah. it's a plot point that they're all psychics, and it's kind of just fucking dumb. Like, yeah. First off, I guess the first thing I want to say is, Mike, how do you feel about the movie? Oh, this movie's terrible. It is. Yes. This movie's awful. I mean, it, it's really bad. You know, it, and it's really it, the part about it that's really, really like disappointing is that the opening, like I'd say, probably ten minutes of the movie are actually pretty good. Yeah, the entire very intriguing. Yeah, very intriguing. Everything that happens in the thirties, you know, that's all very interesting. And then as soon as the psychics come up, as soon as the psychics, oh. the psychics show up, goes to shit instantly. It, it, none of them. Only one of those characters I find remotely interesting. I. That's nice of you. I don't like maybe two, maybe I, I no, don't no. like any of the psychics. The only one I like is um. Don't say that. Dana, Dana. You like her? Not she's... not necessarily that I like her. She's like a terrible human being. Don't get me wrong, but like I, no, she, but I, like I find I find her as a character to be the the one that has the most fascinating aspects to her character. The rest of them are planks of wood. I guess she's fascinating. Actually, no. You know, you her, know what? Um, Clarissa. Her acting is so bad. Clarissa's interesting too. She's fine. Just because, just because her and her, um, her husband, she's really funny. At times, it, it can be, yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's, she it's can be funny, ridiculous. or it can be extremely cringeworthy. Cringy, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do find the idea like everybody, everybody's like a traditional, like like a, a version of a psychic. You know, they're they're studying certain things. She's just a fortune teller. Yeah, and she's actually like doing magical like witchcraft shit around the uh, the the hotel which is kind of funny and she's you know getting drunk and insulting people and she's got the southern belle accent that I find to be interesting all this stuff like, like I'm not saying like she's remotely a good character she's not but she's the one I found the most interesting out of all of them so this is the biggest problem with the first movie I think every character is remotely just bad. I don't like any of them. I think Alex is the worst lead you could have for a film. He's so bland. He's so he boring. so dull. I don't he is give so shits. fucking dull. Dana can be, like, her acting can be really bad, but it, it all, least, all of their acting it, can be really bad. Yeah, but, like, it's just the, the accent is like, oh my god, you're not even, what the fuck is this? You see, the accent never bothered me, really. really? Yeah, for her, that never bothered me. Not, not not nearly as bad as some of like the acting out of like Clarissa, and how just dull uh, Alex is, especially. Oh. And Meg Megan's not very good either. She's the best only for the fact she has the least to say. Yeah, she barely talks. Yeah, it, it's. But just... when she does, there's some moments where it's like it's really bad. Yeah. So. Gallagher is horrible. Oh my god, Jesus. he's so hammy. So. This is why when I talk to you about watching the films, I would say the second one's cool, the third one's the best one, blah 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 blah. I'm going through. I purposely never told, like, talked about the first one. I mean, like, I really, really don't like the first movie. I just find it amazing that this is a franchise. I understand that it's direct to video, and you know, it probably made it. It made its money and all that stuff based on people like renting it from Blockbuster or something, or you know, all the stuff like it, it's it's something you could take home and just watch a horror movie. You don't have to go to the theater, all that stuff. Like you can just buy it, take it home. But like this movie's awful. The f- like it has a, an interesting backstory. The whole stuff with Toulon and, and the and the um, the puppets, cool. But everything else, almost. Almost every single other aspect about this movie that's not the puppets is fucking terrible. Yes. 
So when I look at this and say, wow, this has like, what, nine movies or something? Like a ridiculous amount of movies. There's 13. 13 fucking movies based off. It came after this piece of trash. But it's not based on this movie, though, is the thing. No, I understand that. It's but all like, based the on the, the first 10 minutes. <laughs> the, the brand of Puppet Master, you know, this movie came out. It's a cult film. Yes. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of like cult adoration for this movie. I do not understand it for a second. Other than because the first 10 the minutes. If all, you, if all of you seen is the first 10 minutes, fine. I'm sure the rest of them are great. I'm just talking about like back in 1990 when this came out. Why the fuck this became a franchise? Well, let me ask you the same question. Why did Friday the 13th become a franchise? There are aspects about that movie that work more than this one does, though. But it, it's all based on And I would the argue that that, that movie mythos. becomes a franchise. But also, that's writing, writing the coattails of a trend. You know, yeah, but so is Yes, but one of them is more well-made than the other one, in my opinion. Oh, 100%, but, like, it doesn't... Co- it, it comes down to the fact where it's like, I've already said this before, as you have agreed. Some horror fans are stupid. <laughs> some horror fans have... They don't care about quality as much as the fun deaths or gore or all that shit. And Puppet Yeah, Master this doesn't even out, do that right, though. <laughs> like... Puppet Master came out in 1989, and this is when stuff like Child's Play came out in 87. You know, Leprechaun came out, I think, in 94. Like, you have these, like, small, inanimate, or, like, otherwise just non-real magical objects or whatever. Just yeah. become the, the monsters of these movies. It became really yes. big. And, you know, Killer Dolls is still fucking super big. Annabelle's yeah, out. Yeah, Annabelle's Dead huge. Silence. Like, there's, there's so many popular, like, puppet or doll killers and the best thing about it is some of these designs are really different and unique when i first saw this movie i'm like i don't like a decent amount of the designs but as i kept watching the films i'm like okay i really like this one now i really like this one okay this one's a little bit better and now by the end of it i'm like i think i like every single one of the puppets which in the first movie i think i didn't like maybe three of them and now i'm like no they're all great I like them all. I like all the puppets. And I, I think the puppet designs are really cool. And yeah. first off, let me ask you, what's your favorite design for the puppets? And then second, what's your favorite puppet? Favorite design? Oh, I mean, I, I can't remember the name of the puppet, but it's the one with the spinning faces. Jester. Yeah, Jester. This one right here. I, he's, yeah. Not, he's not a NECA one, but... Uh, Full Moon did their own action figures, and by action yeah, figures, I like, mean it's just molded plastic that doesn't move. Yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's, um, it's bad. I, I like Jester. It's the final one that uh, the Puppet Master actually made, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Jester doesn't do anything, really. It's just got a great design. Other than, other than expression, which I found actually really entertaining. There's, it caused some pretty decent laughs, like when uh, Gallagher fucking absolutely massacres and punches the shit out of his wife. For, yeah. Just ridiculous, just oh, yeah, ridiculous. He but the face up and does the face of surprise. Yeah, and it's just like that. I have to assume that that's kind of supposed to be funny. Yes, and it is funny. Not the pun, obviously not the punching part, but the the, the surprise face reaction. That's that's pretty cool. Also, I don't know. How, I, I I watched the um, special feature. I say special feature singular. Yeah, on the Blu-ray that you gave me. Um, very disappointing. Lack of special yeah. features, but um. They don't really talk about Jester, and no. I that's the that's the puppet that I want to learn the most about. Um, the only one that they really show you much about, um, the only ones that they show you really much of, are 
uh, Pinhead, Blade, and I don't remember her name, but the Bleach girl woman. that spits up Bleach Woman. They show those three, you know, because they show that, like, you know, for like the sequence where uh, Dana's getting punched by Pinhead, it's a little woman with her hands sticking them through punching her. Isn't that really cool? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, Pinhead's my. Uh, well, I'll just answer that question. Pinhead's my favorite. Yeah, I love Pinhead. Um, I was I was expe- I was expecting Blade to be my favorite, but Pinhead's definitely my favorite. And Pinhead seems to do the most. Yeah, Pinhead's in the Blade, first film. Pinhead's kind of the most aggressive. He's the like a the- giant. He's like well, not a giant. He's a puppet. It's tiny, but for compared to them, he's like the, the fucking bouncer. It's so funny. It's, it's kind of funny because like on the outside looking in. At the Puppet Master franchise, I associate the franchise with Blade. A hundred percent, Blade is but the icon. He's he doesn't do. I mean, he he does do some stuff in this, but like he's really not doing the heavy lifting in this. You know, Pinhead does a lot more, um, and I would say Leech Woman does a lot more. I think the reason is because they knew Blade was a great design, and that's yeah. why the opening shot they're following Blade out of Blade. all the puppets. I will say, like, it, it is kind of really the stuff where, like, like Blade is like a scared child in the beginning. I really like appreciate that expression yeah. that they have, especially because uh, he looks the most lethal. Yeah, because he's literally got a hook for a hand and a blade for a hand. Like, it's just like he looks like he could do some damage, and he does a little bit. Yeah. You know, he slits Dana's throat and um, he helps them. Uh, he, I will say, like the the whole like the death of Gallagher with all the puppets massacring him. That was actually a really good sequence. You know, but, yeah. but he hold he holds his mouth open for Leech Woman to spit a leech into his mouth. That was fucking disgusting. How do you but, like um, the Leech Woman effect? It honestly is very off-putting, and it should be. I, I really it's like crazy, it. It's crazy because they I actually. Like the you saw the special effect how the the mouth does bend and they actually shoot leeches yeah. out of it. Yeah. Hey, easily the reason people like this movie. I'm not even saying the franchise. Puppets. This movie is the puppet effects. Yeah. Uh, David he, Allen is the guy who does the effects and the he's effects like are so not included. He yeah. did uh, you know, some other movies. Uh, the reason that you know it's so synonymous with him as the puppeteer is that they liked his work so much in this first movie. He directs the second one. Yeah. And a lot of people, not me, but a lot, say the second one is the best one. There's some really cool stuff. I will get into more about the sequels when I talk to you more after I ask a few other questions. I think the next question I want to ask is, what is your prior knowledge of the Puppet Master franchise before this movie? I knew of the franchise. I'd seen images from the franchise, especially the the puppets themselves. And I always thought it, it looked like an interesting franchise uh but that's pretty much it like i never really investigated like trying to watch them or not i never really thought about them until you started watching them and talking about them so you you wouldn't say you were interested in the series before watching this film not crazily i I wouldn't say that i was adverse to it or anything not like like i was adverse to watching leprechaun like i just did not want to watch that whereas this one was just like oh yeah i mean i guess we could watch that one that sounds you know something i haven't seen it's a franchise i can you know maybe watch and get into knock a bit uh I wouldn't say this is a big franchise, but, you know, a a C-tier franchise, like, uh, knock that off my list of movies I've never seen or franchises, at least the first movies of. So I was like, oh, you know, it's it's a good opportunity to kind of get that out of the way. But I I never really, like, prioritized watching these, for sure. From my knowledge of it, I got, like, a fucking bootleg DVD of, like, people talking about 
you know, these horror icons, especially of the 80s, and these designs. And when I'd seen it, there was franchises I'd never heard of before. Obviously, it's got Jason, Pinhead, Freddy, Michael, all them. And then there's... I know there's more, but the two I remembered the most out of that uh, DVD was... There was the Puppet Master, and it had all the puppets in it. I'm like, oh, that fucking blade design is really fucking cool. I like that a lot. Also, some of the other designs are pretty sick, too. I didn't remember them, but blade stuck out, especially because if you see the word Puppet Master, you see, like, the DVD collections or anything, Usually he's he's on the cover. On the front, yeah. And then I saw um, Wishmaster, I saw Jin, and I'm like, that design is fucking fantastic. I have to see that just based on that design. That movie makes Puppet Master look like a fucking masterpiece. Really? I think Wishmaster... I mean, it's been a long time. It's been over, like, five to seven years. That movie's fucking terrible. I've never... I haven't seen Wishmaster. I think... I remember this... I remember us talking about it, saying, like, Wishmaster sounds really cool. We should probably look at... watch, Check that out sometime. So I think it was... We talked about it when we were um, starting doing, like, marathons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... It's like Wishmaster's one I've never seen. I kind of want to knock that off the list. It's like we were talking about like that and Pumpkinhead, and uh, you watched it. I didn't watch it, and then you said it was terrible, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not gonna watch that. Well, I saw Wishmaster a long time ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I watched Wishmaster. We were either still in high school, or it was my freshman year of college. So it was, oh yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I sound like I'm a fucking grandpa, but no, it's it's been quite a few years, and I thought. I gotta watch it. And I watched the first three, and there are four. And after the first three, I was like, I don't fucking done. care about watching. Tapping out. One. There's only one more, but I just can't do it. Yeah. Wish I did, honestly, but. No, yeah. Stupid Makes sense. Pun. But yeah. What would you say for Puppet Master though is the biggest downfall of the film? The fact that the puppets aren't in it enough, in my opinion. It feels, it feels like, so we start the movie out the first 10 minutes, we're seeing um, the birth of Jester, and we're seeing a couple of the other um, puppets as Toulon's putting them away, preparing to die. Um, and then after that, it feels like we lose sight of the puppets for like, it feels like 40 fucking minutes. And then they kind of show up, mostly for, you know, to kill a couple of people off. But it feels like we don't see the puppets nearly enough, and we fo- we we focus in on these characters that are so uninteresting that it, I'm like we talk about it all the time. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to watch people die necessarily. Like, I want to I want to be conflicted about people dying in movies like this. I could not give a fuck less about literally any of these characters dying. Yeah, they could all fucking die, and I wouldn't care. There's nothing interesting about a single one of them. And listening to them, sitting through their dialogue sequences is excruciating because, you know, there's no building of characters. You know, all we learn about these characters is their psychic powers, which barely come into play. You know? I would counter that and not even just say, I don't care if they die. You want some of them to die. Yeah. I I would not feel bad. I definitely wanted Clarissa's boyfriend to die. He's so fucking annoying. The only the only thing with Clarissa's boyfriend that I found funny was when he jumped out with the pantyhose over his head. Yeah, I think that That's scene it. is pretty funny. Actually, actually, his death scene is pretty funny. His death scene is funny. Um, but I could not give a fuck less about any of these characters and their psychic powers. 
you know, for Clarissa, they're irrelevant. They're just there for gags. You know, like um, Clark Gable and uh, what's her name banged in that bed, uh, Carol Lombard. Yeah, that's irrelevant. Who fucking cares? Like, I, it doesn't. Not everything. Not everything spoken has to pertain to the plot, but like her power set does not come into play really. And also, one of the things like they they reveal earlier on in the movie is that Gallagher rapes a woman in the elevator. Never talk about that again. Just it's just a scene. It just happens. Apparently, we don't ever talk about it. We don't bring that up to Megan. Like we just it just happened. I think the whole point of that scene is to point out the fallacy of Gallagher. That like oh yeah, that he's a bad person. Going, it's all you know. He died. Blah blah blah. Megan thinks he's a great husband. And yeah, I understand. Idea. I understand that part. But the thing is, is like you think you know that's that's quite a reveal that would come into play at some point. You know, you don't find out who the person was. You don't find out. You know what happened after that you don't find out anything about it they just show you that and then they just move on it's just weird it just feels really awkward i was i was even watching the scene and i was sitting there like bet you that does not come back into play ever i bet you they don't reference it at all throughout the rest of the movie and they didn't um but yeah she's just really dull uh alex's powers is dreaming and Leads to one of my least favorite fucking sequences in the movie when they do like a triple fucking dream sequence. Oh which yeah, I find that shit's so, so dumb. Irritating. The only part about it that I found actually interesting was the one where he pulled the covers up and the heads were under there because that's just like it's what the what the fuck factor is kind of crazy. But it's a triple fucking dream sequence. I hate it. <laughs> like it's just like oh man, we're we hit seventy minutes. We need to find a way to extend the runtime a little bit more. And uh, I hate it so much. I really like dream sequences. They're a tough line to walk in movies, and they they did they fucking fell right off off the deep end and just ruined that. How do you feel about the location of the hotel? I think it's a nice location. Um, I like you know spooky hotels are cool. You know one of the greatest horror movies of all times about spooky hotel, The Shining. So um, I'm down with that stuff. But I don't think they really use the location to their advantage in any sequence, really. So it, it could be a hotel, it could be an apartment complex, and I wouldn't fucking know the difference, really. I'd say the biggest question you ask yourself watching the movie is, why does this hotel look so big from the outside and you only cover three floors? I mean, obviously. Yeah, it's uh, just they yeah. make it only seem like there is three floors that exist in it. Yeah, because all you see is the lobby, the dining room. And you and only then... see the, the lobby in that opening sequence where it's that extravagant. Yeah, the full lobby, but you yeah. also see like the fireplace, which I assume is in the lobby. Um, the elevators, which could be literally anywhere. You know, they they, they definitely don't. They don't use that location to its to its fullest. There's so many different things with with like especially old hotels. There's a lot of things that you can do, you know, like laundry chute related sequences or you know all these kind of crazy things that you can do. But they just it, it's the least inventive usage of a hotel I've seen in a horror movie in a while. So I'm gonna continue on with the hotel aspect and the, the like the architecture and like how it plays into the films but more so you talked about how not having enough of the puppets is the downfall of the film i'd only counter by saying it's not so much the puppets aren't in it enough it's godzilla syndrome if the puppets aren't going to be in it enough the characters gotta be fucking interesting yes and that's the thing like it's not so much oh i need more puppets but i need something that i like besides the puppets and you like 
nothing besides the puppets in this first one. I, I guess, but I would also say that I think that they couldn't afford to use a bit more puppet sequences. I think it'd be a stalking fine. of you know all these different things. Like, there's ways to ramp up tension using these puppets yeah. that they kind of just don't do. And again, like like yeah, it is kind of Godzilla syndrome as well, just because like if you're not gonna show me puppets, which is what I came to see, the characters better be cool or at least mildly interesting, and none of them are. Yeah. Except for, I would say, I, I kind of like Dana conceptually, but they she don't... They like still the second or third, too, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I was in there, I was in there watching, because I, I was she looking at She should be, like, the second to last death. I was looking at Letterboxd reviews for um for this movie, and people were, like, pointing out how much they liked the actress, and say, like, oh, yeah, she's such, like, it's a great turn from her. And I'm like, oh, so she's probably gonna be like one of the final people dies literally second. Right after she's like, made. Yeah, she's like, what? She what? She's barely in the movie at that yeah. point, honestly. I mean, she has one of the cooler, one of the funnier scenes in the movie though, where she's uh, reading Barbara Crampton her fucking uh, fortune, fortune, which is pretty funny because she's just like, your grandma's gonna die. She's like, my grandma's already dead. Well, it's actually your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That shit's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Um, that's why I was like, when she was introduced, I'm like, oh, she's gonna be my favorite character. And technically, I wasn't wrong. Also, it's funny uh, how Barbara Crampton's in the movie for five seconds, and that's it. Yeah, it's because they were um, the guy who created this was kind of involved with like, um, like Reanimator and stuff like that. So they have the rights to Reanimator. Yeah, he kind of had her, he kind of had her on call. They also um, I don't think they have the rights to about helped. her being in it. And I thought she was going to be in the movie. Yes. So when, when she's just like, oh, she's getting her fortune right. I'm like, oh, is she like the main character? Are we going to follow her? That's pretty cool. It'd and be that, a better movie. Oh, it instantly yeah, be a would better be. movie. Um, but then they cut to the fucking, uh, to, to um, Clarissa and what's his name at the thing, having her describe her sexual fantasies and him getting all fucking bonery about it. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no, How do you no, no, like no, no. Tunneler killing Clarissa? How do you like that death? See, so when it happened, I was like, oh, because like I was reading the back of the box, and the back of the box was talking about like, look, they had like the little rating at the bottom, and they're like strong, brutal, graphic violence or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, these kills are gonna be fucking crazy. They don't show you shit. That's fine though. I, that doesn't bother me too much because the the bloody hand reaching up on the beds, that's enough for me. And then the the aftermath. eventual aftermath is really well done in my yeah. opinion, but. Yeah, I mean, like, Tunneler's cool, so I'm cool with him killing her. It is kind of really fucked up, considering, you know, they were having sex and she gets killed through her mouth. Yeah. Um, very obvious. A devil entendre, yeah. Yeah. And um, leech woman obviously spits the leeches in his mouth. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really dug that kill. That's that, that. I'll say that's the only kill in this movie that I found remotely interesting. The Tunneler one? Yeah, that's it. The leech one's kind of cool. Um, it's just kind of gross, but it, yeah. it's kind—it's of, kind of cool. It is but gross. The it's supposed one, to be gross, but yeah. yeah oh, one hundred percent. But um, I would say definitely that the best kill in the movie is easily Tunneler. I'd say easily the worst kill in the movie is Pinhead with the fucking the maid. So, I don't think it's that bad. I like one aspect of that kill. She she, she gets clobbered over the head with the fucking uh, fire pick. Yeah. Her blood splatters into the fire, and it hisses. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, 
that was pretty cool. That Red's, I mean, it, it is a very plain Jane kill. But like, I wouldn't say that's any more plain Jane than say uh, Dana getting her throat slit, although it's more prolonged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I there's there's not a lot of killing in this. There's movie. not a lot of characters. Is the biggest problem. Like yeah. As the films go on, they get either a bigger cast or a similar cast, which the same amount of people. The deaths are more extravagant, or at least you like the characters a little bit more. I think this movie easily has the worst characters. Easily, easily. And I've gone through all of them. They're barely characters. Yeah, I, I've gone through all of them. There's worse movies than this one. There's There are much worse. You'd be like, it can't be possible. Oh, it's oh I have no doubt. And some of the characters are just bad, but there's always some good characters. Like, yeah. I think I like every protagonist decently in all of the films except Axis Rising. Fuck that protagonist. He's so bad. But every every other film, they're either they're fine or they're pretty good. But holy shit, like yeah, these they're, fucking they're, people. They're they're so mostly bad. just nothing. They're mostly just nothing characters, and like they try to create drama. Like, it's just ridiculous. What would you say is the biggest positive of the film? Puppets. Puppet effects. I will say, like, I do wanna I do wanna state for the record that the opening ten minutes are actually really good. The stuff of the thirties are really good. Um oh, I'm very impressed. Funny. I'm very impressed by the camera work for the most part. Some of it um is very obviously the scale for where the the camera is versus where the puppet's head should be is often wrong. Oh, yes. And uh, also, there's a lot of times where the camera, if you know, this is supposed to be the, the point of view of Blade, there are people who either look directly at the camera or he is definitely in their field of view and they just magically don't notice him. Also, and Blade I'm sorry, should be about a foot good. tall, if not 15 inches tall. Yeah, so it's like, I, but yeah, I'm telling you, you wouldn't notice if that motherfucker ran by you. Yeah. So... They kind of just movie movie magic it away, like oh, everyone's just absolutely oblivious. <laughs> like it, it's just it's glaringly obvious. My favorite is when people do notice him; they freak out. It's like oh yeah, they see something small running around. No one shouts, says hey, there's a puppet fucking running by me. It's it's worse though. It's like if you saw a jester, whatever. It's like okay, that's kind of startling and confusing. But like, Blade has a hook and a knife <laughs> like he's he's well, so terrifying if i was like that thing has to get the fuck away from me to be fair a lot of the time when he's running around in that opening scene the knife is not out because it does retract yes he has the hook only and i could see someone looking at the hook and be like oh that's a fake hook for a puppet but it is definitely not a fake hook <laughs> um so but either way though if i saw a fucking puppet running by me without a puppeteer I, I'm 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 saying something like, <laughs> oh absolutely. Hey, there's a puppet running by me, or I'm fucking absolutely goalie kicking that fucker out of here. So, yeah, no, we're it, it is very very it, it breaks any kind of verisimilitude. I would say that it, it's weird to use that word for a movie like this, but you know, I I cannot believe in my brain as suspending disbelief as much as I can that no one noticed that fucking puppet up until someone finally saw him. It's ridiculous. It happens even like after the opening 10 minutes, like he's running around the hallways of the hotel and he's like dodging around people and like, you're telling me you could not see that puppet, man. 
He's by your feet. Like, what are you doing? Do you have tunnel vision? Like, can you not see anything outside of what is literally in front of your face? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I don't like nitpicking like this, but it's very obvious because of the low-budget, like, filmmaking. Yes. It's like, you can't not notice that. So, another thing I want to bring up is, you said it to me offhand. I want to ask you now, you are not interested in watching the rest of the films after this movie? Absolutely not. 100%? No. Okay. If you wanted to cover two on the podcast, I would stomach through it. But like, I, like I'm going to do it. Like I don't really want to watch Leprechaun, but I already agreed to that, so we're gonna do that. Um, well, two is not my favorite. What you said for if you Leprechaun wanna, or this for um, uh, Puppet Master? Two is not my favorite. What whatever whatever one like you want? I gave do. you a copy of three. It's in that it's in the VHS box that I gave you. Is that what the DVD is? Yes, the DVD inside the. Like, oh, the I didn't cover. even look at that. I just I just looked at it and said, oh, it's a Blu-ray DVD. Yep. That's an extra okay. copy of three. You can oh, keep lovely. that. Lovely. This is the box set. These are the 12 Blu-rays for the collection. First of all, it only covers 11 movies. The 12th one is special features. So, that's how they fuck you. You have to get the special features in the fucking Blu-ray box. There is 11 films right here. Alright? You've seen the first Puppet Master. Okay, I have I have no brain. Is that, is that from... Is that from Full Moon, or is that from, like, Scream Factory? Full Moon. First of all... It actually looks, it actually looks like a nice, kind of like, like a, a solid Blu-ray set. So, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Okay. Because you, you've seen the, the Blu-ray, the, the one I gave you. It looks bootleg, yep. doesn't it? No, I, I mean, like, you, you have, like, each, almost all movies have, like, their own case and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of nice. That's so nice. They, it's nice that they sprung for that, because especially looking at that and looking at what you handed me, that shit looks bad. It's, the problem is, like, all the covers, I, I'm fine with it, I don't care, this one's different than the one you got, but they all look like the material isn't glossy, like, they didn't... They didn't pay for anything. Like they printed it out of their printer. Yeah, it looks like somebody just said, "Hey, man, uh, here's I'll the burn you a here's copy. the Blu-ray," and it's like, "Dude, that's not a Blu-ray. You you made that yourself. Shut the fuck up. No, I did not. Like it, it all, all the the Blu-rays look like that. Yeah, and that kind of sucks. But you've seen the first one. The first one, uh, I'll go through because I wanted to make sure I finished all of them." before we did this so I could talk about every single one and where it sits on a scale so you could be like holy fuck it's only there <laughs> cause these do get really fucking bad man and then there's some that are like genuinely really good the biggest problem with this film is Jason Syndrome you really like the puppets right the puppets are fucking cool they're the bad guys until the last five minutes where they just switch on Gallagher cause apparently he beats his wife as other films go on they're good guys. Like they become well, heroes. Actually, actually, he he they switch on him because of the way that they way he that he, he beats up them. on like Jester and shit. Yeah. 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 I, That's I, why I, they flip on him. He fucking throws. I think it is Jester or Pinhead or one of them. Those fucking stupid shit. And they're like both. Okay. Of, I think both. I actually think both. Then of they're them. like, "Whoa, buddy, <laughs> that's part of the crew." <laughs> they, when they fuck him up, that's pretty cool too. It's clobbering time. They're like I said. I've gone through 13 of them. This is the 8th best out of 13. Yeah. And 
because biasly the movie's not very good. I think the effects are pretty good. David Allen has a great job. I like the designs. The opening's really good. The setup with Toulon. You only see Toulon for 10 minutes, but that opening so you're ta- is... So you're telling me there's five movies worse than this? Oh, yeah. And I... Well, I've told you, Puppet Master Legacy is a clip show as a movie. Like... Oh, that's... I wouldn't even count that. No, but it, it does count. It is a movie. There's like maybe eight minutes of original material put in there. But it's like watching a fucking clip show of like a, of like a regular TV show. It's terrible. It's absolutely talk, terrible. Talk about a fucking cash grab. Yeah, 100%. It's the worst. It's, I think it's their way of saying, oh, this is the timeline, and it doesn't make sense. First or maybe of all, it's, a, it's like a greatest hits movie, but they're calling it a, a, you said a, a entry that, of the franchise. Oh, it's cool how they, they cover shit in the 30s. In this movie, Toulon dies in 1939, right? Yeah. That's not true. He doesn't die in 39. In the third one, he escapes Nazi Germany in 1941. So he can't die in 39. He dies in 41. That's like the official Toulon dies 41. That's that's it. They've retconned it to be 41. This is just wrong. <laughs> and it's the first one. They change a lot of shit too. Would you say you like Toulon though as a character? I mean, I guess he's barely in the movie. But he's I wouldn't even call him a character. He cares about the puppets. He seems like a good person. Yeah, he seems like he's a, a kind Giuseppe kind of fucking guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... he seems like he really cares about the puppets. I wish he was the main character of the fucking movie. And that's why other films are better. So, oh, okay. if you like the idea of, like, the puppet master, two, three, four, and five hit on that shit crazy. So, two... I'm not going to tell you everything that happens into it, but Toulon gets resurrected from the puppets. And his outfit, 100%, is based on the Invisible Man. He's covered in rags. I mean, he'd be fucking bones, bro. Like, Who fucking cares? I'm just saying, like, he'd have to be wrapped up. He'd be fucking bones. You see, you see him in the movie, don't worry. But, like, he gets resurrected, and he's like he's an antagonist and then in the third one it's a prequel and it all takes place in Nazi Germany as Toulon's trying to to leave the third film easily my favorite the the cinematography is good the acting in it for most of the people is really good the Nazi stuff the people who play the Nazis are fucking great they're so terrible you have that movie I would genuinely recommend you watch that movie I think you'd actually be like this is just really fucking fun. This is really good. The killing is pretty good. It gives motivation for every single one of the puppets, which is pretty cool. Four takes place afterwards where it's about, oh, this is the next generation of puppet master. This one guy finds the puppets. He's like in charge of the hotel right now. And, you know, he becomes friends with the puppets. He's like training them and helping them out and do shit. And they're like hanging out. It's pretty fucking fun. You have to kill a bunch of these like little fucking evil minions from like this demon or whatever that has the, because he has this the secret is from Egypt. You learn that in the second yep. movie. That's where he. Well, you learn you learn that in the first movie. Oh yeah, because he has a script or whatever though. Yeah, well but, yeah, and Gallagher talks about it. But there's a there's a scene in the second one where he goes to Egypt. Actually, as as like a, a side, it's really funny that they when they explain that they're like, Toulon used the ancient art of giving life to inanimate objects as if that's like the phrase that they use in fucking Egypt yeah 
It's like yeah, that's, that's like the ancient the ancient art known as giving life to inanimate objects. Yeah, it's written <laughs> like, just like that too. It's like okay, well. But the fourth cool. one, the the person who created that spell or whatever is like a fucking demon, and he's trying to kill Toulon's puppets because nobody on Earth should have this power. So you have the new puppet master fighting that demon, whatever. The fifth one continues right off of that one. It's it happens the exact next day after that fourth one finishes up. Pretty cool. That's the end of the that's the end of the original like series. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they all connect on later, and it all becomes one big mishmash. But that's when David Allen, who does the puppeteering and stuff, leaves. That's when everything gets worse. <laughs> Two through five, regardless of quality, I think are genuinely the best ones. After that, it just kind of hits the shits sometimes. Curse of Puppet Master is like a soft reboot where it doesn't mention anything except for, I think, Toulon. All the puppets are back. Yeah. And you follow this new dude who's like... What do you... Do they lose some of the puppets? Like, some of them die or something? In some movies, some puppets die. Oh, that's crazy. But they come back without explanation. That's cool. And two, they introduce Torch. They introduce him in the second one, and he's gone in the fourth one for no reason. The third one... Is he, no, he's not in the third one, obviously, because it's a prequel. But he's in the fifth one. And the dude's like, Torch, go do this. And I, I literally stopped him and like, whoa, hold the fuck up. Where did Torch come from? He wasn't... The fifth one happens right after the fourth one. And I'm like, when the fuck did Torch get in here? It was his day off. It was his spa day. And the craziest shit is like, oh, they filmed four and five back back to back. They filmed... Why the fuck is he only in one movie? They filmed them back to back and they had the Torch puppet and they just decided not to have him in four. And, Wild. And Torch is sick. I think Torch is a great design. But it was just so fucking weird. He doesn't show up in some. He shows up in others. Also, Jester, they show him creating him in the first movie. He's in the prequel. Like, he's in other of them. So you have to assume that, like, maybe, maybe Jester he's touching got, up his paint. Maybe Jester got, like, destroyed or something or, or something. Yeah. He, he re- rebuilt him. Or he's, he's touching in, up the paint. He's in other whatever. ones. So, six is Curse. They go over, it follows some fucking dude who's trying to use Toulon's magic to create his own puppet. He hasn't been able to successfully do it yet. Or he's trying to create a human puppet, which is, it's a cool idea. I don't think that could be really creepy. It is creepy. I think the movie's really good, but the ending fucking sucks. That kind of, that hinders the entire film. The next one is the fucking recap movie. So honestly, just say you said, fuck it. I want to watch all of them. I'm one for completing everything. Just skip the recap. You can, you can skip Leak. It, it you can means skip nothing. Legacy. It has nothing yep. to it. After that is Retro Puppet Master, where it's got the dude from uh, The Room. Oh, Greg Sestero. He's in it. He's the main character. He plays Toulon, like a young Toulon. See, that'd be worth it. It's it's pretty fun. It's just boring. It. It's like... That's a contradictory I wonder, statement, actually. I wonder, wonder, why they call it, I wonder why they call it fucking... Retro Puppet Master. Because it's a prequel, like, even before Nazi Germany. Oh. It's like... It's just... That seems like a really weird usage of retro. Also, it doesn't make sense. It it can't fit together with the rest of the movie, because... Or the rest of the franchise. Well, is it a prequel to the reboot, or is it a prequel to the franchise? Prequel to the franchise. Okay, well, I can't help you there, huh? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, because... 
him and his wife are married when they go to Egypt and get the, the spell and shit. Yep. With the way this movie ends, it's like they just get together and they're heading to Egypt and it's like that doesn't really make sense. The dude's way younger. It's a lot of stupid shit. It doesn't make sense. Also, you see how Blade is made in the third one. You see the person whose soul gets transferred into Blade, but there's a retro Blade in this movie, which doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Especially because... Oh, I want to point. I want. I want to point out because you brought brought up Blade. I was watching when he first shows up on screen. I looked at him like, dude, is that Eric Roberts? You're, you know who Eric Roberts is? No. Oh man, <laughs> I couldn't unsee it the entire rest of the movie. I'm like, yo, if he ever talks, he should be voiced by Eric Roberts. If he's not, it's disappointing. That happens. Retro Puppet Master happens. That's pretty uneventful, but you know, Greg is pretty fun as a lead. After Retro Puppet Master. Oh, I guess Retro is actually the, the one after Curse, whatever. Just skip Legacy, like I said before. Then they do a like a trilogy, and this is called the Axis Trilogy. Yeah. This all takes place... This is all during Nazi Germany. This is immediately after the first ten minutes in Puppet Master. So, you know how Toulon kills himself and shit? Yep. So, apparently when he kills himself, there's some fucking dude who's got like a fucking limp leg is below Toulon and worked with him and after Toulon kills himself he goes up and gets the puppets so this is immediately after Toulon's death and these three films all are continuations and it's all about trying to fight Nazi Germany in America and how there's a bunch of fucking like covert Nazis just being underground in America and taking them out and using the puppets to do it the first one because it's taking place in the 40s, right? So everyone's trying to be like, well, gosh darn, buddy, I tell you what, I'll, I'll help you out if it's the, the darnest thing I could ever do. We're going to serve doing, our say? country. And, what you doing, say? Say, 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 say. And they, they all sound like that. And it's some of the most yes. hokey fucking acting, and it's so bad. But it's, like, enjoyably bad. It's like, okay. So that's good. It's like Dana, where, like, it should be bad, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. That movie... It's it's definitely existing. It, it's there. And then the next one comes out. Axis Rising. <sighs> Fuck Axis Rising. It's so boring. All the acting is not fun bad. It's just fucking turn it off bad. And it's just bland as shit. They make new puppets that look terrible. And that's the worst thing. These three films came out 2010, 2012, and 2017. They're all complete HD. You, you see everything high quality. These puppets look like shit. If you watch the first Puppet Master, you'll say, those designs look really good. Like, when he's painting Jester, Jester looks very detailed. Yeah. He looks ugly as fuck in in the HD movies. All the puppets look terrible. I don't know how, I don't know why, but they are all god-awful. And as the films go on, it's just like, dude, it is 2017, my man. Get a new fucking puppet. <laughs> the, the the fucking the newest one is is a continuation of the Axis movies. It's called Blade well, the Iron right. Cross. No, no. Okay. Uh, Blade the Iron Cross came out 2020. I just watched that today. It's actually not bad. It's pretty good. The only thing about the Axis trilogy is, you know how when people shoot people with a gun, they put like CG bullet holes in them. That shit's written throughout these movies. It looks terrible. Oh, yeah. But when people get, like, cut up, some of the effects are pretty good. They're, like, spouting blood. That's... The special effects for the murders can be pretty decent. Yeah. 
in Blade the Iron Cross, they show Blade with so many close-ups, you can tell the hook and the blade aren't real. That it's like styrofoam or just paper mache or just like some other material that just looks fake. And there's a, a scene where she's sharpening his blade and I'm like, hey ma'am, why didn't you just get a regular fucking knife? Like, yeah. why couldn't you do that? Just take it out. And like, oh yeah, well, we'll just get a real knife for the sharpening scene and then we'll switch it over. But it looks so bad. The puppets look so bad. And I don't understand why. <laughs> Littlest Reich is a reboot. It's a completely different studio that takes care of it, not Full Moon. It's really good. See, uh, I wanted... To, uh, that's, the, that's the only one that I actually, like, really actually wanted to watch. I'll more say so than this. It's because my third favorite out of all the, the franchise. Ri- yeah, because the writer of the movie is the writer of um, Brawl and Cellbuck 99... Right across concrete, Bone Tomahawk, three like really, really well regarded films, and Puppet Master is nothing fucking like them. But I like the even movie. people who disagree with like the concepts that are in those three movies, they're like, well, it's really well written. Like the dialogue's great, the you know the, the plot line is strong. It's just maybe I don't agree with the politics of it. There's good and, humor uh, in the movie, especially for um, yeah, he's he's good at writing humor. Um, so it's like I, when I heard he was the writer, on I'm like, oh. That there's, sounds interesting. There's good was, writing, but there's also some really bad ones. I don't think I don't think he wrote it alone. Probably not. I, I just know he was involved. Definitely, he definitely helped write it. So I remember it being like kind of a big deal when it came out. Barbara Crampton comes back in Littlest Reich. She's a supporting character. She's good in it, though. I think all the acting is pretty good. Is it in is, it, is Littlest Reich back in World War Two or is it? Nope. Come, uh, it's like current modern day. day? Yeah. Okay. The only like, I remember Toulon this one is a good guy in all of the movies except for the second one. He's he's like a good person. He always meant well. Littlest Reich, he's the bad guy. He's the villain. So, so like, the biggest problem, the biggest problem with the movie is just if you like the Puppet Master films, it's kind of tough to get through. First of all, there's like sixty puppets in it. The designs look like shit, and like, there's not one blade. There's like five. So when there's multiple of one puppet, you just feel like you don't care. The puppets are really unimportant in the movie. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. I don't like that very much. The designs for most of them are not very good, I feel. They're updated designs, and I get that, but some of them are just really fucking lazy. They purposely don't bring back Jester, which is in every other Puppet Master film, and I really like Jester. Tunneler's in there for a little bit. Uh, Pinhead's in there, but it's a lot of ones that aren't. They bring back Torch and they call him Kaiser for some reason, but it's fine. The movie is strong, but like I said, the biggest thing, besides the second one, he's a hero. Toulon's a good guy. He fought the fucking Nazis. In The Littlest Reich, he's a Nazi. Like, that's really, like, that's really tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you have a hero that fights Nazis and stands up for, like, oh, you know... I just wanted to be a puppeteer. I, I wanted to bring joy to kids. And then you have this one where it's like, yeah, this guy killed countless people because he's a fucking Nazi. And all the deaths in the movie are hate crimes. It's, it's a bit tough. You really have to divulge and say, it's a completely different, like, completely different world to enjoy it. If you yeah. don't, it's like, oh man, this is really tough to get through. But it is fun. I like it. I like the characters in it a lot. 
I think if you're gonna watch a Puppet Master movie after this one, I would definitely check out two through five and Littlest Reich. I would genuinely recommend and say you should watch the third one, especially. I think you'll like the second one. I biasly like the fourth and fifth one, and I think you could enjoy them. And I think you'll like Littlest Reich as long as you can separate the whole, like, well, they just made a Nazi killer a Nazi. <laughs> like, it is. It's a separate world, but it's... It's still tough to think about, like, you did that to that character. Yeah. It's weird. Weird subversion. Weird bait and switch. So, I hope you don't end your your intrigue with Puppet Master after this first movie. It's not very good. I, I think it's a terrible movie. I think the effects are really cool, and they stand up as the films go on. Like I said, the guy who did the effects directs the second movie, and there's a lot of fun to be had with more puppet effects and more puppet kills. And if you check them out, I think you'll enjoy them. The first one's just a really bad movie. I try to look at it like I look at Friday. Like, you know, the first film fucking sucks, but it's about what people do after that first film and what they make out of it. Yeah. I think the sequels do a better job of it. After a certain point, the sequels start to suck too, but I think it's worth checking out. Like I said, keep in your mind that, hey, it is direct-to-DVD. It can only do so much, but I still think it's a lot of fun. I'll I'll never dunk on direct-to-DVD movies for being direct-to-DVD. Some of my favorite... Like especially like action movies of recent memory are direct video movies. Well, a lot um, of um, a lot of them are a lot really of good. Horror are direct DVD now too, especially. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones that I've actually sat down and watched that I've enjoyed that were direct video that were horror movies, but it doesn't mean that they aren't there. Um, hell, I mean, like I haven't gotten to them yet. I'm really I I was watching through it. I think it was maybe in February. I was watching through all the Chucky movies, and. I got all the way up to the like Curse and Cult, which are the two newest. two newer ones that are in the same franchise. Yeah, because it's and because it's a remake. Doesn't one take place after the remake? No. Oh, the remake still the there's two, there's two, there's two different Chucky franchises right now. Yeah, there's the remake and then there's the original. Yeah, there's the original franchise and then the remake one is just like a complete completely separate idea. But Curse and Cult are sequels to the original franchise done by Don Mancini, the creator. And, um... Yeah, but they doesn't... At least one video. of them... At least one of them takes place after the remake, doesn't it? Really? They what? all came out before? Oh, you mean released after? Yeah, released after. No. Oh, really? Still no. No, um... I think Curse came out in, like, 2017 or something. And I think, um... The remake came out in, like, like 2019. So... Yeah, the most recent film is the remake... And they're doing the TV show right now, which I don't know if that... I'm assuming that's a sequel to the original franchise. I don't know if it's a reboot, but they got Brad Dourif back, so I'm assuming it's part of that universe. I, ca- I can't see this by two reboots. It's done by, Tom, it's done by Don Mancini. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think Alex Vincent's back again, because he's uh, back in Cult. The kid? Yeah, he's back in Cult, too. So I, I, think, it's, I think it's a sequel. Uh, but... I was watching through all those. I got all the way up to Curse and Cult, and I've heard nothing but good things about Curse and Cult. Actually, I've heard some people say Cult's not Cult is like a a little bit mixed for a lot of people, but it, they're both still well regarded films, especially like critically. Like I'm surprised, like the first time in a long time that the, the Chucky franchise has been positively reviewed 
has been the two direct-to-video movies. So, you know, do what you will with that. So I'm not, I'm not adverse to direct-to-video movies. And sometimes, you know, that's where some people can cut their teeth. Um, sometimes it's a good thing. But I'll say that there has to be a degree of craft going on and knowing knowing what your story is going to be and telling it efficiently and understanding, you know, characters and allocating runtime that needs to be done. And I don't think this movie does that very well. This movie doesn't, though. No. I, I do not defend this film. I just defend the franchise as saying later entries do a much better job of building a mythos and building building the world. I, I think yeah. the third film is so great because it is such an easy type of story to tell. Nobody likes fucking Nazis. <laughs> Killing Nazis yeah. is pretty easy going as far as saying, yeah, I can sympathize with this guy. And it's a, it's a pretty tight filming area. They only go to a few different places. But the guy who plays Toulon is fantastic. He comes back for cameos in like four and five because he's so good. You just do is it that. The same guy? No, the they they recast Toulon. The guy who okay. plays him in three afterwards is. I I love the guy in the first one because he sees so like old and sympathetic, and you just you like him. Yeah. But he seems like a sweet grandfather. He, he does seem like a sweet grandfather, but this guy is so good. Uh, guy Rolf, I think it is. He's fantastic in the role. So I. Yeah. I would genuinely like you to watch three, and it'd be nice to do like a small episode, like a, one of the quick carnages, because I think you'll really like it and have a lot to talk about, but not enough for like a full episode. Maybe. It, I definitely. I'll tell you what. I'm in absolutely no hurry to watch another one of these. I'll pressure you. I really, really, really did not like this. Oh, it's bad. Like, it's, it's just. Really it's bad. just bad. Like I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, man, but the ideas... No, the ideas aren't fucking good. The psychics are stupid. The main villain, I don't fucking care about. The best things are the puppets. Some of the stop motion with the puppets is really fucking good, too. Like, yeah, I was impressed by that a lot. The effects are so good, but I don't give a fuck about the story. I don't care about the characters. I wish I could say that there was, like, a degree of this that was so bad it's good, but there's nothing in this that's so bad it's good. It's just irritating, for the most part. For the most part, because some of the stuff with with Clarissa or Dana is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Some of it intentional, some of it very much not. Um, Also, uh, Dana hurling Pinhead down the stairs. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Made me laugh really hard. Also, um, like at the end with Gallagher where he's being like maniacal on all this shit like he's supposed to be like looking like he's doing like this big power move and being such a fucking like crazy sadistic son of a bitch and all they do is he pulls off Pinhead's head and he goes pop yeah it's like a cartoony pop sound I'm just like that's I can't take this seriously like I cannot take this seriously at all and it's not because they're dolls or because or they're puppets because it's the sound effects I, yeah. I fucking love Chucky um but yeah, this I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. It's like the slide whistle in that Bond movie when they do the really cool fucking um, uh, car flip. Where it's like that stunt is amazing, but they put a fucking slide whistle and they ruin it. Like it, like him ripping off Pinhead's head should anger me because because he's my favorite puppet. Yeah. But like when he pops it off, I'm just like that's I don't care. <laughs> that's that's so dumb. I I think that's one of the reasons I like four and five so much for puppet masters because you do like the puppets so much so yeah. them being villains is kind of tough so when you make them good guys it's like yeah it's it's easier to to like watch the films and see them just kill up some bad guys or some fucking demons or whatever 
Yeah. But even in the second one, because the villain, they're still bad guys in the, the second one. But some of the people they kill, you're like, yeah, fucking kill them. Yeah, that's like every single fucking character in this movie, though. Like, yeah. There's like, we talked about it before, like how, like, we were talking about in the burning, you know, last episode, we were talking about how, like, oh, you know, Savini says, oh, you just want all these kids to die. It's like, no, that's not true. Yeah. This is literally one of those movies where I want every single character to die because I just do not care. And every time they're on screen, I'm just irritated. Yeah. Every time that it's not the puppets, I don't care. And it's like, yeah, I think you shouldn't have the puppets too much. Uh, you know, it depends, like yeah. It depends because it's like, you know, you you don't want to have those things overstay their welcome and lose maybe their impact and charm. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have a movie like this where every single one of your characters is terrible overload me with puppets yeah I don't think it's wrong to have more puppets as long as they're like you don't have to show them killing all the time with the thing because if they yeah. do too much like that it takes away from it it's not special anymore dude I would I would have been fine with watching them just like interacting with each other that's why I like four so much because the the dude who's the puppet master is literally like playing a game of tag with tunneler and pinhead it's so fun that's interesting. You see, that's interesting. That's why the sequels are better. I want you to check out some of the sequels. They're so much fun. I might eventually, but I'm telling you, like, this this movie, like, when I finished this last night, I'm like, I don't even want to talk about this movie right now. Like, I was so fucking angry finishing it, especially because, like, the first ten minutes are really strong. Yeah, they are. And then it takes an immediate nosedive. And I mean immediate Yes. As soon like, oh as you God. see Alex, the movie becomes bad. Gone. Done. Immediately. And it's just like I was I was kinda like I was kinda like, oh man, he works he he's he's a Yale professor. That's it. He's from where we're from, kind of. And it's yeah. just like that's the only characterization he gets the entire fucking movie. Also, I was sitting there the entire time, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, Is he gonna fuck Megan? Yeah, Because he's like all like all over her, like being this like sheepish, meek kind of like guy with her and it seemed like they were like I thought they were building some kind of fucking relationship. I'm like, yo, her husband just died, man. Like, yeah, you're a douchebag. <laughs> but they don't do anything with that, thankfully. Um, also, how how did you feel about the fucking end of that movie? The movie though, do you remember with the the dog? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> well, let me say this much. I, I feel like I glanced away from the screen really quickly and then turned back and the dog was running up the stairs. And I'm like, wait a second, what the fuck? The whole hint is that, oh, she also learned Toulon's formula and she reanimated the dog. Which, oh. let me tell you, doesn't make sense as the, the series goes on. She can't do that. It's impossible. But, yes, that's, that's the ending. Sus. That's a little sus. Yeah. Not, well, not, not a fan th- of that's that. That's the whole point. It's like, oh, maybe she's not such a good person either, you know? I will, I will say this much, too. Those two characters never come back. Good. They're dead in the second well, movie. They're, they, Megan, they say they died off screen. I wouldn't say like Megan is oh, like not Alex. terrible. Alex, Alex went into a psychic, like not psychic. He went to a psych ward. Good. <laughs> he went insane. Good. But yeah, she's dead. Megan's dead. I gotta say, it's really funny that like the only thing that Gallagher knows how to do at the end of the movie is just punch Alex in the face. Just repeatedly, same fucking just punching him, just wailing on his face. That's another And, like, thing. All, all Alex gets is this little fucking nosebleed. That's another <laughs> he thing. Punch, he gets punched, like, seven times in the face. He becomes 
alive, like he reanimates himself. They can't do that in any of the other movies. Like it's impossible. Yeah, they, I just they, don't understand. Similar in the second movie, but it makes more sense. But this is such like an outlier to the franchise because it all the rules they establish they all break in the original film. Yeah, it's fucked. I, I just think it's like it's wild. It's like I brought you all here to kill you because you're the only people who you guys will have some kind of psychic bond with me and figure out how I did it. It's just like what? That's your master plan was to bring all your friends here and kill them because you learn the secret to immortality. Why? It's funny that they don't. I kill them. They don't bring back the psychic idea until termination, Frax's termination, and the good guys are a group of psychics again, but. One of them's like someone with dwarfism who can control emotions. Another one is his daughter who can also see in her dreams the future. Like Alex. Yeah, but she doesn't have. She has premonitions. She doesn't have like fucking dream sequences. It doesn't ruin the movie. Also, they they totally totally fuck up with that whole thing with dream dreams with Alex because they're like, oh, like I dream of things that happen or like yeah, that are going to happen. Yeah, the first doesn't happen. Well, like he dreams about him shooting himself. Uh, not him, uh, uh, Gallagher killing himself. So he, he dreamed about that. I can't remember what his first dream he was. He dreamed but... about the leeches. Okay, yeah, that happens never happens. Else. Never, yeah, but they don't ever express it's like, oh, you know, it's just an event that could ha- that will happen. It doesn't necessarily mean I will be there for it or it will happen to me yeah, specifically. That's, that's why it's But sucks. they don't say that. They don't, they don't, because ex- they, they do take time to drop exposition about their psychic powers and they don't say that. So it doesn't make sense. But he, he dreams about him, uh, about um, Gallagher shooting himself. And then later on in the movie, he has a triple dream sequence. One of those things has already happened. The other one doesn't happen. And then the other one kind of happens yep. with uh, everyone dead at the table instead of them being dead as heads in his bed. But they break their own rules about his powers pretty quickly. He's the only one who, whose power they actually like break the rules for, I think. Yeah. Because they don't really do much else with like Dana's actual powers and the other two are kind of just there. Yeah, like their, their powers are of zero help to anybody. Yeah, or of zero interest to the viewer. Other than, I guess, if you want to see a fucking terrible sex scene. That's fucking... That's some Stevie shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> it's so... It's so bad. It's so... Just... Uninten- unintentionally hilarious. It's just... Like, I it's think really, it's intentionally this, hilarious. Maybe, but it... I don't know. It just... It just I'm not like saying like, it makes it better, but I think it's intentionally it, hilarious. It's such a fucking time waster. Oh, 100%. It's so boring. There's nothing... There's absolutely nothing about it that's remotely sexy. No, nothing. And the way that they're acting during it, like, their performance is terrible. It's... Uh, the best part about it is the ending of it with Tunnler and with Leech Woman. Yes. But it I is, it the, is an uncomfortably has... long sequence. I think the movie has good puppet effects, and if you want to ever watch the franchise, you have to watch the original. It, it just, it does suck because the next four films after the, the first one, I think, are genuinely way better. The second yeah. one is not my favorite, but it's a lot of people's favorites, and I understand why it's their favorite. The third one, I think, is genuinely a good movie. I don't care what anyone says, I think it's genuinely good. The fourth one is a lot of fun, and the fifth one's a lot of fun. I like the cast in four and five. So those first five, I would actually recommend to see people to get into. The first one you have to recommend because you have to see all of it. You can't recommend Fridays 
part two through fucking seven and not watch the first one. I mean, I, I would argue you could. They, they recap have recaps. They, sure. they recap everything that's important about the first one and the second one. Well, I mean, yeah, you generally with the second movie for Puppet Master, you don't have to watch the first one. They say everything that happened previously, but if you want yeah. more context, I think the first ten minutes of Puppet Master you should watch too. Yeah, just watch the first ten minutes. That's it. Don't watch yeah. the rest of it. The rest of it's irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know what is in the second movie as far as referencing what happens. The only but thing like, that I can't imagine anything matters. Well, the only thing that comes back from the first movie is they go to the same hotel. It's it's in the same location. Two, four, and five are all in that hotel. Uh, yeah, two, four, and five are all in the hotel. So it's cool. It's cool to have like a reoccurring area, location. a reoccurring yeah. location where you could do a lot of the same stuff. They do different things in the hotel area, too. Like, in 5, they have three fucking stooges trying to, like, break in and steal the puppets, and they each get killed off one by one, and it's pretty funny. 4, they they check out different rooms, like the the main guys taking over the fucking hotel or whatever, and they show a few different areas or whatever. 2, they... most of the rooms are completely different. I think the only room they go back to in the hotel that's from the first one might be Toulon's room. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of cool aspects to the films. I just think the first one sucks. I, I knew that's I wanted you bad. to watch the franchise, and I purposely didn't talk about the first one because it's not a good movie at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's it really is. bad. This is, I would say, even more so... Yeah, I think you'll probably disagree with me on this, but uh, this is easily the worst movie we've watched on the podcast. I put this below Dracula. Uh, well, it's a worse movie than Dracula. Yeah, it's not. I, but one of them is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, true. I'm just I, saying, like, like these are the, these; those are the two worst movies, in my opinion. I had a done. genuinely terrible time watching The Collector. Yeah, but you've also, but you also conceded that it's a well-made movie. Yes. That just isn't for you. Whereas, like, we both don't like these two movies to, like, a, like, high, like, not well-made movie in the case of Puppet Master. Like, it's not even well-made except for the puppets um, and one kill. And yeah. Dracula, we just don't well, I like multiple vibe with at all. What's up? The, the, the Dracula, like... We just don't vibe with that movie at all. When I say I dislike Dracula more than Puppet Master, biasly, no, because a lot of the puppets, I really do have... An affinity for I like that first ten minutes a lot, and I think because of those two things, it leads to the rest of the series, and I like the series. It'd be like saying, "Do I like Dracula more than the first Friday the Thirteenth?" I would say no, because the first Friday the Thirteenth leads to a lot of the rest of the series, and there's good stuff in it. It's just the movie's genuinely bad. It's the, it's the way I look at that. Like Dracula will always be the worst experience to me. Um, yeah, I'd say the worst so far on the podcast. There's other things that are genuinely way worse movies, or just way worse scenes. But that's just like, as a full movie entirely, I don't get anything out of it that interests me besides effects. And even with Puppet Master, I like the first ten minutes a lot. And I love the introduction of these characters and puppets. Like, what character, Toulon, in the puppets? I like that more than probably anything in Dracula. But I definitely think it's 100% a worse movie. It's not even comparable to the the type of film. Dracula is made by the director of The Fucking Godfather. And it's yeah. in, it's insane for what they do accomplish in the film and the scope of it. It's just, as a film, it falls super flat. 
Puppet Master is a direct-to-DVD film with low budget, and all the budget went into the special effects, and the effects are really cool, and everything else is pretty shitty, but I can understand why it's shitty. Dracula shouldn't be that bad is the problem. Like, there's no yeah. real reason for it. Yeah, you see, I find aspects about Dracula to be way more interesting than 90% of the runtime of this movie. That's fair. I found, I found the experience of watching this movie to be very, very boring. And... You know, in the case of Dracula, you know, whatever, they're, you know, it, it's a, a different type of movie and it has a much, much, much different budget and, and scope and range. But I would say that I would rather watch Dracula over this again. I don't know. For me. I, I don't me. know if I'd watch either of them again. But even as much <laughs> as I don't like Dracula, I know you don't like Dracula even more than I don't like Dracula now. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be different. But I, I, I yeah. really... You know, when I finished this last night, I was like, this is, like, really not great. Would you say you like Dracula less than the first Friday? I'd still say I'd find, I find Dracula mildly more interesting. Than Friday 13th, the first one? Yeah. The toughest thing for me for Dracula is the runtime feels way too fucking long. I would also argue, though, that Friday feels pretty long to me. It feels long, but I feel like Dracula just But it way. isn't long. Whereas Dracula is actually long. It's like two hours and like seven minutes or something. It feels like it's three fucking hours. Yeah, I, I so just like... Well. One of them, I think the pacing's off in, and the other one I just find very uninteresting. And like, I get why Friday the 13th is a franchise. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get that. Especially from the year it released in, you know, it was riding off of a really strong trend. But that's easy for you to say, though, because you haven't seen the other films. No, of course. But again, in order to have those other films, you have to look at the first entry and say, where was the appeal here? And in Friday, I can see the appeal still. In this, I personally don't see the appeal to seeing more of these. You know, now you're when you've talked about these movies, again, I'm talking about in 1989 slash 90 when this released, there were no other there were no other entries in the franchise. Yes. I don't see why people watched, enjoyed this, gave them enough money to say, let's make more. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, in 1980, when, you know, Friday the 13th comes out, I see why people go and flock to that movie. I think it's dull, but I get why they do it. I Watching just, this, I just don't get, you know, it, it is obviously a franchise for a reason. It has 13 movies, but w- watching this in isolation, I look at this and say, the only reason to make more of these is the puppets. But watching this movie, you know, you have to get through it an 85 minute long movie of nothing interesting other than those puppets. You know, it's weird to me that this is a franchise. But the direct-to-DVD bar for entry is probably why. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, it's comparing a feature-length film with a low budget to a direct-to-DVD film with no budget. Like, when the bar is so low, it makes sense to make a sequel. And as the sequels progress, it's the same way with Friday. It's it's a different scale. With Friday, you're up here from the beginning, and with Puppet Master, you're down here. And as the sequels progress, it's the same thing. The, the, The scales just rise super high, and they just keep continuing on. But, you know, the first ones aren't very good at all, but it's tough when you consider how, like, oh, yeah, the first one's bad, and all we need is a a, a little bit of chunk of change. We only need a little bit of money for for Puppet Master. With Friday, it's like, we made, this is, what is it, $500,000? 
I'm looking it up right now. And it made a shit ton of money. Like, oh, fuck, we can really run with this. Cunningham produces it, makes more. Second one? $700,000. $700,000. Ton of fucking money. And then with Puppet Master, it's like, they were going to release it theatrically. They, they thought about it, but they're like, we'll just do a direct dvd we'll make more money off of it, make a ton of fucking money, boom, second one, ton of money. It's really easy. They're and right. I think it's it... easy when you think about the people that are consuming it are, it's a cult classic. It is just fans. Like, yeah. I don't think, with Friday, you have a mainstream audience that's consuming it to make money. With Puppet yeah. Master, you only have it's niche horror market. fans that are into a niche. So it makes yeah. sense why it became a franchise. Yeah, I understand the financial aspect to it. It makes sense. I, I definitely agree that, you know, the movie's made for $400,000. It doesn't need to do too much in order to make that money back and profit. I understand the financial aspect of it. I just, as a, like, creatively, and as a viewer watching this movie, I would never want to see another one of these. You like if this was, puppets, if, if this, the yeah, this but, but that's really it though. The problem is, is like again, looking at if I watched this in eighty nine ninety or whatever it came out, I could not picture myself saying if they make a sequel, I'll see it. But look at it like this, like. But that's me. Like, that's just me. It's the same. But I feel like you're not wrong. I'm not trying to say like your opinion here is. I'm gonna discredit it or say like you're not really thinking about the broader spectrum, buddy. Like there isn't more to it, but that base outline of the film being called Puppet Master and you care about the puppets is enough for people to say so I'm more of that. We know the first Child's Play is a great movie, right? Yeah. It's really well made. It's so the same guy that did Fright Night and he put a lot so of love two. and care into it and it's a lot of fun. How many people do you think went to that theater and said, the fucking doll swear at the bitch, it's pretty cool, I want to watch the sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'll still argue, I mean again, we're, we're again arguing movies that are their their you know scope and budget are, are very different but you know i would say the that child's play benefits you know it doesn't have chucky on screen doing stuff a lot yes but it benefits from having good characters oh 100 percent. you know I'm Catherine, saying... uh, you know the mother and and alex vincent are and the cop you know those three make that movie watchable i mean not yeah, watchable I, I the agree. movie's good it's well it's a well-made movie Yes, I, I totally agree. I think the first Child's Play is a great movie. I'm not comparing apples to apples here. I'm just talking about the base premise idea and why people want to see more of it. I think we as viewers can understand that these films are perfectly crafted films when it comes to stuff like uh, Nightmare, uh, Halloween, Child's Play. These, yeah. are, these are much higher caliber films. Even with yeah. Friday, it's like... The idea of, of a fucking killer in in the woods and you're just a fucking camp counselor and you have to take care of kids or whatever you're fucked. Shit in, like that. In, in in that you're automatically money. Yeah. Post Halloween. I'm just saying we know that and we assume that people like these films for the characters more so than just the killers. But as time has gone on to show, we have become more and more in the minority, and people do just go to see these films for the fucking spectacle. It's the same reason the Transformer films make so much fucking money, even though the characters get worse and worse and worse. Until, of yeah. course, recently with Bubblebee. Like, yeah, yeah. they don't care about the fucking characters. They care about what's fucking going on in front of them. That's the biggest problem with cinema in general lately, is that it's become spectacle over sub substance. Yeah. And I can see why Puppet Master became a franchise. I wouldn't agree that that's how it should be done, and it's a good thing that as the films progressed on, they're like, hey, can we have some likable people? 
thank Jesus they did. The first movie is terrible. I'm just not super surprised that people are like, I want to see more of it. Because even when I watch the first one, I'm like, I know there's a shit ton more of movies. And I like these puppets enough to see what's next. But holy fuck, these characters better be different. And when the second yeah. one starts off, it's like, yeah, Alex is fucking insane and Megan's dead. I was like, oh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, again, like the barrier for entry for this franchise. The reason why it's a franchise is because obviously the puppets are interesting. And the barrier for entry, these pe- people are going to fucking Blockbuster renting the movie. You know, $7, you keep it for the weekend, you can watch it. You know, or they go and they buy a VHS copy of it. That's why it's a franchise, is because the barrier for entry is very easy. If this was theatrically released, I don't think this would be a franchise. Um, I don't know that it would be. I would have to agree. No, I don't. The first Wishmaster was theatrically released. That's worse of a movie. Yeah. And they immediately... Yes, I, I, I would think that they would never theatrically release the next few, but I think it would still go direct to DVD. I think it'd do the same shit Wishmaster did. I think Wish, Wishmaster came out in 94. First one's theatrical, and the rest become direct to DVD. Maybe. I, I just think that the power of the video store is very, was very strong in the 90s or yes. late 80s. And, you know, walking by, pup, uh, seeing a... a title of puppet master and then seeing the cover of the vhs which i know what the the poster on the vhs looks like yes i can see why someone would grab that yeah i I totally agree if i was going to see a movie and they show the trailer for this movie they'd have a tough time selling this it's a lot tougher to bite that i agree so so and and, you know you're you're also gambling with you know oh seven dollars to rent it take it home for the weekend versus I'm going out with this. I'm going to take my girl to the movies. We're going to watch this movie. Uh, I'm going to get her popcorn. I'm going to get sodas. You know, we're going to, well, I guess I'd be thinking more so in our, in, in current economy for going to see a movie with multiple people. It's like $25, $30 to fucking go see a movie with all the, all the uh, concessions and shit. So, yeah, I mean, going back to the movies back then would be like seven to $10. Yeah. But also back then probably meant more, you know, it's a different game. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I think it's easier to say, hey, I'm going to go rent this movie from Blockbuster than to say, I'm going to go see this in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, I could not imagine seeing this movie in a theater. People, a lot of people bought the movie, though. Like, people oh, yeah, did yeah, yeah, genuinely no, like it. Of course. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm not saying they're right to like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, more people get would get their eyes on it easily because it's it, maybe not even the barrier for entry is the correct term, but like, the commitment is much less easier it's much easier yes i totally so, agree it's like it's like there's a there's a bunch of movies i've seen like on netflix or something that i would never fucking watch if i saw it in the theater i i Absolutely totally not. agree you know why i know that i not, don't not watch even, any not movies even, on netflix not even talking about their originals i'm talking about just in general no just, i know if i see a horror film on netflix though i won't watch it i just genuinely assume it's gonna be fucking terrible as i've heard of it the only reason i watched hush was because you're like oh yeah it's pretty good check it out and i've seen the image and i'm like i always thought that looked cool so i'm yeah. okay with it if i didn't like the like the i like the design off the off the off the bat and you said it was okay i would have told you fuck no i'm not watching that but you yeah. hyped it up decently enough and i thought the image looked decent as well it'd be no different for like oh you've seen the design for blade in puppet masters of franchise you'll say i'll watch the first one yeah. You know, it's the same type of shit. It, 
Netflix's stupid fucking icons have become looking at the cover at a VHS store. And yeah. the more you think about it, the more fucking aggravating it is. It just shows how much Netflix has destroyed video rentals in general, and it makes me angry, but that's kind of what it's become. A lot of streaming services have done the same shit. Yeah, I miss I miss walking through, you know, like a Blockbuster or, or you know, a local video store and thumbing through, like, all the different movies and stuff. Physical I, media I, I, is that so was that was a, That was enough of a experience. Like, that's 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 half the, half the, the battle. It's like... It, it's going like in there and picking a movie store. out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't buy all the comics, but you see what's there, and you're like, this is so fucking cool. That cover is great. You know? Yeah. Each movie has about an hour to two hours of um, content, versus one comic has about maybe 20 minutes, but a trade may have two hours. It's the same thing. You're looking at something. That visual graphic is drawing you in. You put your time into it, and you're like, this was good. This was bad. This was whatever. And that's the coolest thing yeah. about stuff like that. That's why you, it'd be nice to have more stores that represent physical media so you can actually get an eye for it yourself and digest it versus just going on fucking some app and saying, it's okay, I guess. We have one in um, one in Connecticut that uh, is, like, really popular. Even people, like, out of state oh, it's drive in here. Oh, Bridgeport, right? Bridgeport, I think. It's oh, called fuck, The Archive. I don't go there, then. It's called The Archive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Like people from out of state, like I know somebody I was talking to from New Jersey who drove from New Jersey to here to go to the archive. I'm gonna be going to New Jersey a lot in October. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I know, but I think that's kind of cool that you know we have we have one of the the great New England physical media stores in our in our state. Yeah, apparently. I mean we're lucky in general. I this is nothing to do with it. I hate to bring it back, but I'm a fucking nerd. You know we're lucky enough to have like so many local comic shops. We have yep. a small state, and like, I talk to the comic guys all the time, and they're like, you know, we, there's so many here. Getting business is almost tough because you can go so many different areas. And it's like, yeah, I could go to six comic shops in a day. If I lived in like any other state, that could be a fucking tough gamble. Obviously, yeah. like New York or Massachusetts, no biggie. The big fucking states with a lot of population, but how many are there in Rhode Island that aren't fucking Newberry Comics? Like, yeah. I, I have two that are pretty equidistant for me. Yeah. You know, now that I after moving from our hometown, you know, I was worried like, oh man, I'm never gonna get to go to a comic shop again because there's not gonna be any of them near me. And I now have two within 15 minutes from me. One of which I really love. The other one's Newberry Comics. So whatever, it's fine. Oh but, fuck Newberry, that doesn't even count. Newberry's fine. There's a lot of cool physical media in Connecticut that you can kind of enjoy, which I like. I wish there was a little bit more, but it is what you it offer, is. You often run into a lot of it at cons, too, which is very nice. We're it's, lucky. Uh, we have so many o- different overcharged. scenes, too. We, overcharged, for sure. Like, we ourselves have a fucking horror convention, which is pretty cool. And they get some pretty soon. decent guests most of the time. It's a lot yeah, it's of fun. It's coming up soon. I'm so excited for it. And we will be there. <laughs> we are going to be there, yeah. I mean, if you want to meet us at hey, Horrorfest hey, <laughs> hey, in people, September. Hey, people. Hey, people from Germany, how about you fly over here and meet us at Horrorfest? It, it um, would be pretty cool, though. I'm excited. You know, I have a lot well, planned nice for this coming months. It's fun, too, because like those cons, uh, they, they always have these specific booths. I think the Archive has a booth there, too, So, because I think I bought something from them there. Oh, my um, my Wolfman, uh, Alex Ross Steelbook. Um, I, think I, got it, I think I got it from them. I got it at that con. So, it's pretty cool. Like There's a lot of different... Um, booths that sell some physical media whether it be you know movies or 
you know, CDs or comics. Yeah, whatever. you missed out last year. Last year had, a, I like the location a lot better. Not last year, two oh. years ago, two years ago. Same thing happened yeah. last year. But yeah, two years ago, the location's much yeah, better now that it moved. The last time I went, it was 2018, I think. Because right before Halloween came out. Yeah, because they had Nick Castle there. That was a shitty location. Yeah, it was very small, cramped. It was very hot. It's a fucking ice rink. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking ice rink, man. It's yeah, terrible. At least the new one's in Naugatuck, and it's an actual center. There's a lot of area that you can walk around in. Yeah, but that, I mean, that fucking ice rink was so stupid. I'm looking forward to that. That was our was that our first time going? Was it our second time going? It was definitely my first time going. I don't know if you had gone before that. I feel like I. Oh no. I fucked up. I didn't go the first time because there's a comic store in Newtown called Cave Comics and they had posters for it. And I was like, oh, I want to go because they had fucking, uh, what the fuck's his name? Doug Bradley went there. Oh. And I was like, dude, that'd be so fucking cool. And I didn't go and I heard it was a much better location. Then they moved it to the fucking ice rink and I'm like, hey, fuck this, dude. This is terrible. Hey, man. If you ever meet Doug Bradley now, now you can now you can talk to him about fucking Nightbreed. Oh, I'm so excited. So I want to watch cool. more of the Hellraiser films, honestly. I've only seen the first Hellraiser. We should watch the second one. I want I want to watch the second one. So I want, that's a franchise that goes to, to direct the video, which I hear it goes down the shitter. Yes, after fast. two goes down the shitter. But we're gonna do quick final thoughts. But before then, I'm gonna pose this one question. I'll edit the episode. I'll do it all myself. I'll take care of everything. Will you do a quick carnage of Puppet Master 3 within the next month? If I do, if I take care of all that, I'll no problem. I genuinely want you to watch it that bad. Do I need to watch 2 to watch 3 or is 3 going to be fun? No, these are pretty cool. so. None of the, like, the only character they introduce in 2 is Torch. He's not in the third one. You had the movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'll give it a go. It's it's worth it. I genuinely think you're gonna like it. If you don't, I just will quit the podcast. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do See, final what, thoughts. Just run so down. How the how the fuck, fuck do you always do this to me, man? You're, it was like, oh man, I don't want to watch any more fucking. Lepre- I don't want to watch Leprechaun. Period. You made now I'm me watching watch Lepre- fucking Collector, bro. Shut the fuck up. Bro, we watched Leprechaun. You liked Leprechaun. You're so full of shit. But As time goes on, you, you always bring it up. You're like, dude, we had to watch fucking Leprechaun. Piece of shit. I'm like, you gave it a 7 out of 10. Shut the fuck up, Mike. That doesn't mean I want to watch more of them, though. Oh, my God, dude. And like, yet I agreed to it. He goes and to yet... Vegas, bro. So He what, kills bro? Elvis, bro. You've been to Vegas. <laughs> it sucks. Exactly. I'm You're not, not a Leprechaun, though. I can't not kill people. If I could kill people, my trip would be much better. Yeah, well, I already agreed to it in March, so I'm kind of fucked. And now I'm watching goddamn fucking Puppet Master 3. You were talking down about it, and Pup- I'm getting Puppet Masters, bad. Puppet Master 3 better be fucking good. It is. Because <laughs> this was atrocious. We're on the same page here. The first one is bad. Yeah. I'm telling this you the third one's going to be good. Horrible. Yeah, I guess for final thoughts... Uh, this movie's fucking terrible. I it actually made me angry. <laughs> so I, I'm I definitely uh, am giving this a definitely don't fucking ever touch the ten foot pole rating. This is bad. You're such a fucking baby, brute. Come on, grow up. <laughs> no, no, it's terrible, dude. I'm sorry, it's bad. The only the only thing about it that's good is the first fucking ten minutes and the puppets. Yeah, 
but they're not the majority of the runtime. The majority of the runtime is devoted to nothing characters. The acting is mostly bad, and I just find zero to enjoy about you this are movie. so fucking making it more dramatic than it has to be though. Not real. It's, it's a bad, bad fucking dude. you're you're terrible. over here like it's terrible. you're talking about it like this movie came in here spouted legs into penis and fucked my mom in front of me like it's not that bad dude like it's a bad no, fucking it's bad. movie and it's bad. but you're you're making it like it's a fucking verbal assault it's but, like you, as it's you watch bad. the movie the DVD case is shouting slurs at you and you're like I'm not what are you doing dude like no, it's it's bad. Yes, about uh, yes, a bit of this is hyperbole. Of course, it's hyperbole, but it. I really don't like this movie, and if I didn't agree to what to, to doing that quick carnage, I would never see another one of these movies. Oh so, yeah, is what it is. You made a sterner stop, dude. Get to watch no. Master. That'll change you. Oh, waste my fucking time. <laughs> this was not a waste of my time. I don't, I don't like this movie, obviously, but. It was worth it for pinheads, man. Pinheads. It was worth it for the puppets. The puppets are cool. I think the pinhead like, is uh, the most sympathetic towards most of the people in the films. I think most like the like most of love interests he's a, he's, become he's really affiliated fucking, with pinhead. He's a fucking savage in this movie, man. It's funny. He fucking beats the shit out of Dana. What? Dude, he beats no, no. the shit out of her, dude. But she also like hurls him down this flight of stairs, which is pretty funny. But. Yeah, I mean, whatever. This movie's definitely not something I ever plan to watch again. But you know, whatever. I've I've dipped my toes into this franchise and I've agreed to do another one. So it is what it is. I'll probably not being hyperbolic. I'll give it a four and a half. That's nice. I would give it a four out of ten. <laughs> Pinhead, bro. I, I just think the movie is... I, I, was, see, hovering, I was hovering lower. The I was biggest, really hovering lower. The biggest difference between me and you and this is not the quality of film. I just feel like I'm more easy to get invested in a franchise and say, yeah, I can deal with it. Because that's, that's the only real divulge here. Because like, I'm sitting here like, come on, man. But I know the movie's fucking terrible. Like I would never sit here and be like, hey, dude, this is an uncut classic that more people need to put their eyes on. It's a misunderstood film. I I would genuinely say don't watch this movie if it didn't have an impact on the rest of the franchise. It's the same with the first one. You don't need to watch the first fucking Friday the 13th or or any of that shit. They aren't good. The movie is bad. I would give it a 4 out of 10. I just like the effects, and I think some of that's fun. The first 10 minutes are great. But these characters are so unlikable. They mean nothing, and I hate all of them. I only like Megan because she's pretty, and that is the most fucking misogynistic thing I could say about it but that's literally it besides that I care nothing about these characters fuck it 3.5 you dropped a whole one because I didn't like it nope not because you didn't like it you just want to be below me is that it no I don't I just don't I really I'm trying I was trying to be nice after being really hyperbolically mean to the movie I was trying to be nice but let me I'm just gonna be honest (laughs) no I, I give it a four I like the puppets. I think the opening is cool. I think Toulon's really sympathetic in the beginning. And that is pretty much... I like the deaths, but besides that, I can't really say anything else about the movie. And the movie that's is f- just so long and it's so worthless and nothing. But that's, I, that's, kind of the, that's kind of the wild thing. It's not long. It's, it's like 84 minutes. It's like, it's like, yeah, that, that's not long. It's like, long you enough think to it suck. Feels, it feels so much longer to me. Yeah. It's too I long. Just, you know, 
it just it's I bad. Would, but I what I want to say yeah. more than anything is just check out other films in the franchise. Like I don't mean this to you, I mean this to everyone. Like the first movie fucking sucks, and that's not even like a question. It's terrible. But the sequels are genuinely fun and pretty cool and inventive. The first movie is bad. I'm not lying. I'm being super honest. <laughs> fucking terrible. Second one, people love because there's a lot of implements of other horror films and ideas and it's fun. The acting is better. It's not like, oh, here's this one of the acting calibers like fucking Brad Pitt. No, it's not. But it's better and it's, it's more fun. The characters are a little bit more likable. The third one, the acting is much better. The characters are much better. The setting is fantastic. The cinematography is, I'd say, pretty inventive for some shots. And the kills have purpose and meaning behind them. Really fucking standout movie, and I wish people would watch the third movie. Fourth and fifth are just a lot of fun. If you want to have more fun with the puppets and get used to that, check it out. Everything else onwards, I would say, if you want to finish the franchise, check it out. But if you just want to say, I want to watch a good movie today, you could actually skip the rest of it. And I mean that. Except for Littlest Reich, and I think Blade the Iron Cross is okay. I I really want 3 to be good. You don't have to want it. It's going no. to be good. I genuinely think you won't... There's no way you can dislike it. I mean that. I hope so. No, I, I just... It's a fact. You, there's no way you'll dislike it. We'll see. You know, I, I want I wanted this movie I wanted this movie to be good. I really did. Because yeah, I love I the puppets. Too. The puppets are sick. I, I wanted like the, to love the movie and it's terrible. And yeah, that's like, why I want I'm this telling to you be, three is going to be really good. I want this to be my my next uh you know, um franchise addiction where I want to watch all of them. I wanted you know when I started I'm like I I'm so hyped to watch these fucking little puppets. And if you just, like three it did not work for me. If you all. like three, I'll give you the set and you can you can check out as many as you want after that. I'm sure you could probably... I'm sure you'll enjoy 2, 4, and 5. I I guarantee you you're gonna like Curse a lot and the end is gonna fucking suck. I, I guarantee you're gonna like it. Most of it. But I almost can guarantee you're not gonna like the rest of them. Okay. Well, we'll see. Alright. That's we'll all see I have to for Puppet Master. For my, my big guy right here. Not so big guy. So, are you gonna hit the NECA figures, though? For no, Pinhead? Uh, maybe for Pinhead, maybe. Pinhead and Tumblr. They're a two-pack. Maybe. You gonna get Blade and Torch? No. Ah, fuck you. Okay. Alright, check you later. Have fun. We actually have a few things planned, but don't want to spoil it right now, and uh, leave you surprised for the next episode. Bye-bye.